Welcome to the Cabana Chapel Everyday Bible Study Broadcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Tuesday, April 18th, 2023. Coming right up, it is the Book of Joel, and this is prompted by a question from somebody that sent me an email trying to understand the sun being darkened and the moon being darkened, and even in here in the Book of Joel is blood. There's a great thread that runs through the Bible, and I've discovered that thread, and I want to share it with you in a little bit more detail than I have because it runs through the Trump seals and vials. It talks about the times that we're in right now in a thought-for-thought thought description. And we can see it playing out on the world stage. Now, please first consider your part in the many-member body of Christ. Join the Companion Chapel today. It is a registered nonprofit ministry. Get in touch with me at companionchapel at gmail.com. The Companion Chapel is a registered nonprofit. And I want to thank you very much for everybody that sends me emails and likes the podcast. Go to Spotify for the podcast, Apple, wherever you want to go, or uh, here on YouTube and Always remember whatever God-given talent you have. God expects you to use it in the many-membered body of Christ. Let's turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Joel, chapter 2. And we did chap- we did verse 23. We'll do it again. Be glad, you children of Zion. That's God's nation. That's us. That's me. That's you. We adopt ourselves into it. We're part of God's nation. We're not part of rich white man's construct nation. We've left that behind in thought, intent, and in action. And rejoice in the Lord your God. He hath given you the former rain moderately and will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain. Oh yeah, we went over this yesterday with about the translator. What we're talking about, rain here. Uh, Go back to our victory song because this is our victory march written of in Revelation chapter 15 referring to none other than Deuteronomy chapter 32, the song of Moses. My doctrine shall drop as the rain. It's here. It was here from the beginning. It's here at the end. This I don't know where the translator look, look, look. Put the first month there. That doesn't make any sense. It's not in the manuscripts. We're talking about the first rain when you feel the love of Christ in your heart. You just know. You just know that God's out there and you can see it, you can feel it, and you just want to absorb it. You surrender your entire existence to the Lord Jesus Christ. You ask him, saturate me with your Holy Spirit, saturate my heart with your love, cover me with your veil, wrap me in your vesture, and you have to get to know the Lord Jesus Christ. You can't romanticize who you think Christ is. So, and that's the latter rain. My doctrine shall drop as the rain, forementioned, as forementioned, God's word is, was, and always will be. We're going into the millennium period here. And the floors shall be full of wheat, and the vats overflow with wine and oil. This is figuratively speaking, we'll be fed there. We'll have plenty. Wine and oil represents the joy of hearing God's truth from that light, the unique light giver from the sanctuary, the way God set it up. The oil in the wine, Revelation 6, 6, hurt not the oil in the wine. The truth is always there. You can't hurt the truth, but you can smokescreen it. And that's Satan's greatest trick, is fooling the whole world and then thinking he does not exist. And his currency is clutter. His currency is doubt. Just cast doubt on the truth. But the truth always stands I will restore to you the years that the locust had eaten, the cankerworm and the caterpillar, the palmer worm. Stop there. That's where the sentence stops. That's the fifth file, fifth seal, fifth jump that we're in right now. These four horsemen, obviously, are wide open right now. Horse just means mobile power. It has a religious authority 
or it has a crowning authority. It's white, the first one. It has a deceptive bowl that's toxic to change your religious authority. It uses the global media to teach us that we have to chase money and believe political systems. We're in the fifth now, the great falling away from the truth, the great apostasy, as mentioned in the book of Thessalonians. God's going to restore that. We're not going to have to sit there and listen and absorb all these falsehoods, this lies, the mistrust, the division, the disorder. We're going back to a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. And I know you're going to be there and I know you're praying for the whole human family to submit to the Lord Jesus Christ with an unquestioning obedience so we can get on with the eternity out of these nagging nuisance flesh bodies that God never wanted to put us in as it's written. I repented that I had to put you people in the flesh in the book of Genesis, but it was the only way repented. When God repents, it just means side with disappointment. He sighed with disappointment. One third of my children followed Satan's construct in the first age and they hung on to it. That's me. That's you. That's so, so daunting, even to the point of self-mortification. But God will restore it once you repent. That means have a change of heart. You have to know your enemy. And your enemy lies in the snakes in the suit, snakes in suits, rich white man's construct, Satan's dynasty. Some pastors that I really like say for Satan's four hidden dynasties are not so hidden, are they? The one world economy, political systems around planet Earth, wars and rumors of wars, as it's written, Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. Over and over in the Bible, the seals, trumps, vials are written. And we've gone over it in many other places in the Bible. The one world education system, which is just the global media, destitute of truth. We went over that yesterday in the book of Joel. And it changes people's religious authority. Remember what God says in the book of, I forget, might be Malachi. It says, those that have changed their religious authority away from me are like a deceitful bowl. That's your first seal. That's the source of deception. A deceitful bowl. It's called the fiery darts of Satan. They come right in at you. It's a spiritual warfare. It's not physical warfare as we know god's restoring it okay i kind of got off track there but that's that's fine then a lot of commentators who i really like say my great army which i sent among you this reverts back to when he's giving us the former reign his great army is that spiritual army of the two-thirds that did not fall and us that have repented we are part of god's army we submit with an unquestioned obedience like an army soldier does we're fighting for our children for our heritage for our inheritance god wants his children back they can only be reconciled through jesus christ and you have to know the truth you can't romanticize who you think god is because jesus christ said depart from me you never took the time to get to know me and I never, that would be the most horrifying thing any human being will ever hear. And I don't wish that on anybody. And believe me, there's a lot of people I don't like. I love them because we're part of the human family. But I don't like what they think, say, and do. Obviously, you have to spot them for who they are. And you have to govern yourself accordingly around these people. And you pray for them. Let go of those ways because it's going to land you in hell. Because... If you think you're a good person, but you have doctrine in your heart outside of God's divine revelations, thinking that you know better, and you are allowed into the heaven side, it would be nothing more than a new hell. There has to be God is fair. People convict themselves. We just had a Bible study. We were talking about that. The guilty party always convicts themselves. You get what you got going to you. God is fair what you got coming to you. You 
write your own sentence where you go when you die. And it's just a warning throughout the Bible. My great army is us. A lot of commentators will say, oh, God's army is the locust army. That's Satan's construct. It's his army. Just because the translators put it in one sentence here, I get it. And in the last chapter, it kind of could be construed like, yeah, this is God's army. God is in control, so we can give him that. And I love these commentators that say that. Now, I don't listen to any commentary anymore for years, but my Bible teacher taught that. And I know when we get to the millennium, we'll be sitting around not pointing fingers at each other or downvoting each other or gloating and saying, you were wrong, you were wrong, I was right. That's forbidden in the Bible. We'll be coming to an understanding. We'll be feeling the love of Christ in our hearts as God's restored it. This is what he said. When we're in the millennium period, together, we get to all the truth encompassed in us. Every knee shall bow. After that, we get plenty to eat and be satisfied. Spiritual food. The truth. Our God is the God of truth. That's what he feeds us with. And praise in the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. That means we can't shame others. And you can't do it now by downvoting and pointing fingers and, and gloating. He's wrong. That person's wrong. Well, my Bible teacher, who I loved and never got to meet, Pastor Arnold Murray, like I, he teaches that, yes, the locust army is God's army. God's in control. And we're going to be sitting in the Millennium Temple together. And we're not going to be pointing fingers at each other if I'm wrong or if he's wrong. But I'm going to stick to it and just say, Dr. Omari helped me to understand and understand that this is the fifth file, fifth seal, fifth trump. This is the locust army, and it's eating up the truth. It's the great apostasy, the great falling away from truth. It's meant to side, it's psychological warfare to change your religious authority. This is Satan's construct here. God's great army is the God of truth, the army of truth. That's me, that's you, the remnant of truth out there. There's hardly anybody out there. And I love that guy, Pastor Arnold Murray. <sighs> Yeah, he's, he's passed now. There's a lot of prophetic updates, but he sure was a great remnant of truth. There's no doubt about it. And I never got to meet him or Dennis or anybody down there. I sure like to hear from people from the Shepherd's Chapel. Isn't that just the greatest thing? I studied for 15 years, over hundreds of cassette tapes, over and over so many times. Some of them were worn out and I had to buy new ones, not to mention all the cassette players because you play it, stop, rewind. What did he just say? Play, stop, rewind for, for years. So it's just my obsession and now it's become my obsession to do this from the manuscripts through the lexicons and out from any version that you prefer, any English version. We're not going to be ashamed. We're in the millennium period. Revelation chapter 7, and this is, I can read this now without getting choked up, but I never used to be able to. This is what we're talking about. They shall hunger no more, neither shall they thirst anymore. That's me and you. Neither shall the sunlight fall on them, nor any heat. We're in our spiritual bodies, our psyche, our spirit, the intellect of your soul, that closed energy. For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them, and shall lead them unto the living fountains of waters, and God shall wipe away all tears. So now, that's talking about the millennium period, and he shall know that I am, that's Ia-Asha-Ia, in the midst of Israel. Israel just means those who are carrying around this. He gave it to this family, this word, this truth, these promises written in the councils of eternity. You adopt yourself in. That's what the whole book of Ruth is all about. That's what Jesus Christ is, the kinsman redeemer of the whole human family. Race, color of your skin, gender means nothing. 
It's an illusion for this short flesh age where all God's children, we're all spiritual beings and we go back into our spiritual body that's just that energy, that closed system that cannot exchange physical matter. Isn't that the greatest thing? Flesh bodies back in the dirt. It's God's ecosystem. God of Israel, that's all of us. He's the God. Israel, okay, let's just, just clear this up. Let's go to um, Psalms 78, Psalms 114. Judah became God's sanctuary. That's where we're supposed to hold the truth. The siege of truth, we're supposed to be held there. The sanctuary, the light that comes out of the sanctuary, the joy of hearing God's word, the light is illuminated by the oil, the mayor, the menorah. That's what the oil and the wine means. You can't hurt the truth. You can slander it, you can smokescreen it, but it will always be there. You can't prove a lie, you can't prove a falsehood. Israel is God's dominion. And that's straight from Jeremiah chapter 4 and the book of Psalms. Okay, we're all part of the many-membered body of Christ. We're all God's children, we're all part of the human family. We eat plenty, we have lots. He's going to take care of us. That I am the Lord your God and none else. Okay, my people shall never be ashamed. Those who repent and work at it. Right now, yeah, we get shamed all the time. But we're not ashamed. And we're not going to have to put up with that anymore. The power of a mocker always lies within accusation. Never fact. Have you ever seen the glow on a mocker's face? Oh, here comes Michael again. He's going to talk about God. And just that grin and glow. It's just like they're just... That glow in the mocker's face is always illuminated by their own imaginative criticism, persistent unbelief, chronic disobedience. And you know what? I take back their own imaginative criticism. The glow in the mocker's face, the mocker is so pathetic, they can't even come up with their own imaginative criticism. They have to take catchphrases from the global media, the great apostasy, the great... Sorry about the microphone. The great apostasy, the great falling away from the truth, and all the catchphrases. That's your crutch, Michael. Religion's a crutch. You know what you say to them? Everybody's religious. Religion just means follower of one's own beliefs, and worship just means what you have faith in. Let's see. Oh, you people worship or have faith in the economy and political systems. They've changed your religious authority. You have faith the global media is not lying to you. That's your religion. And we don't point fingers at others. That's forbidden in the Bible. We pray for those walking in darkness. And if I can try and stay on track here, then we can get to that part. And this is the whole point of this lesson today. The darkness. Now, verse 28 of the book of Joel, chapter 2. Joel 2.28. Now, I had to translate this out too because it didn't make any sense. Always remember the Bible's not written chronologically. These prophets, like for example, in the book of Revelation or Joel, like they're showing so much. They're told, write this down, then write this down. And we are to rightly adhere to the word. It doesn't mean, and after this, it shall come to pass. Because we were clearly just in the millennium period. And now, when you go back to the manuscripts, it's not even close to what this means. So it says it shall come to pass afterwards. It's misleading in the English, making many think the following is chronological. But the Hebrew reads, heya acher. You know that word from verse 2 of the Bible, hey, ah, key word that was mistranslated was in verse 2 of your Bible, the very first page, hey, ah, that prime root, uh, prime root verb, it's an exact verb, it can only mean one thing, it means what is coming to pass in the background. And this reverts back to my great army which I sent among you, that is the remnant of truth, that's us, that's me, that's you. 
Whatever God-given talent you have, God expects you to use it in the many-membered body of Christ. If you can market, manage, help with websites, help with the ministry, whatever God-given talent you have. We had that discussion in Bible study the other day. Some people are saying like, well, I could never do a podcast. I could never do a video. Dude, I'm just, that's just my God-given talent. I can't market. I can't manage. I can barely get dressed in the morning. I can't take care of my environmental and, and nutritional requirements at all. If you have the ability in the many-member body of Christ, whatever God-given talent you have, God expects you to use it in the many-member body of Christ. So you don't always... The, the, the person that understands the Bible and that's, that's teaching the Bible is just one person. It takes a many-member body of Christ, whatever you are good at. It's not a talent unless you use it. And it's not a talent if you know how to manage market stuff and you just sitting on Facebook or social media all day. So let's just get this straight here. This is what is happening in the background while the locust army is tripping around planet Earth like they own it, and they pretty much do. Just deception. Coming up from up the walls and through the windows, right off your screen, that's called entropy, information theory. It's the average level of information that causes uncertainty, disorder, distrust, anxieties, worries. This level of information that is false. And you can see these little falsehoods just penetrating people's psyches. It's a closed system. Energy cannot be created or destroyed. So be careful. Don't allow your closed system to become corrupted and scattered. Energy cannot be created or destroyed. Closed system. Go summer when you die. Jesus Christ expects you to have it in order. And don't let misinformation do what it's doing to society. You can see the characteristics, what's happening, the structural characteristics of entropy, information theory. The gradual decline into disorder. The societal decline into disorder, distrust, chaos, pandemonium. Check it out. Just look at the world stage today. Now it shall come to pass as this is going on. This is now, just before the millennium period. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. Stop there. Like, I've just about had it to be polite with people who don't understand this, and I get it. But don't argue with me because I can document this through the Bible so many places. And what is coming to pass in the background, the same Hebrew grammatical usage in the book of Job, the book of Psalms, and other places, what we're talking about here is just revert back the former rain and the latter rain. My doctrine shall drop as the rain. That's my spirit. Listen to what the spirit saith unto the churches. That's where the Mayor is where the light from the sanctuary, the oil and the wine, the joy of hearing God's truth. Listen to what the Spirit says. It's on all flesh. You can ignore it or not ignore it. Sons and daughters shall prophesy. Read the last page of your Bible and you'll see you cannot add anything or take any, anything out of the Bible. So when people come to me saying, oh, I, 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 you know, saying there's a prophet here or a prophet there, Prophets today foretell what is written. They don't foretell nothing. In the, in the book of Mark, Jesus Christ says, I told you all things. Be careful. Jude, the guy I want to hang around the most, if I get to see him, is this people, murmurers, walking after their own lusts and their mouth speaking great swelling words, having persons admiration. 
They're just looking for admiration because of advantage. Listen, you study this book and you will understand. The spirit of prophecy is the intellect of the sacred testimony. We become prophets that foretell what is written. And we can see it playing out on the world stage today. Last page of your Bible, you cannot add anything to this book or take anything away. It's written. These promises are written in the councils of eternity. And that's all there is to it. Dream dreams. This is my luxury. This is my luxury now. Before, when I was stuck in rich white man's construct, I was lucky to get four or five hours of sleep a night. I'd wake up. My mind would be just going crazy. No inner peace whatsoever. Not even close. Now, after years of studying, meditation, humbling to the core, to the point of self-mortification, I don't not saying everybody has to take it that far. Living with no electricity for years, refusing to allow hot water to touch my skin for three years now. When I dream at night, my mind is just wandering through here. When I wake up in the morning, my mind is just wandering through here. Through this book here. Just chapter by chapter, verse by verse, line on line. And what a luxury. That's what the dreams are. We're dreaming about the Bible. We are young men shall see visions. What's the vision? We're going to see God's vision of how he's ridding the world of evil. We can see it playing out on the world stage today. God's vision. Nothing can be added to this book or taken away. That's simply what that means. God wants people to study this book and teach it to others. And that was, let's just go back, not even one page. We're supposed to tell the children and their children's children from one generation to another generation. And that was supposed to be our job. Did that happen? No. Because... Satan defiled the sanctuary, okay? So you got to be careful about people who think they're seeing things. There's lots of false prophets. This whole book has just got a huge thread that runs through it, like a clothesline talking about false prophets, people that make stuff up, people that are allowing demons, devils, evil spirits to play a snare drum in their head. Very convincing. Great swelling words. Wearing effeminate clothing. Wolves in sheep's clothing. And they come up with some pretty interesting stuff. Don't allow that to penetrate. If you can't document it from the manuscripts through the lexicons in this book, then it is great falling away from the truth. It's blasphemy. Simple as that. And upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. That's everybody. That why servants and handmaids? Us, the workers. We have to work at this. We work at... Spreading the seeds of truth throughout the world. That's God's great commission. That's why he scattered children in Israel. That's my kingdom. Judah was supposed to hold the truth in the sanctuary. Satan defiled that sanctuary. Don't, don't you think otherwise. Now let's see, where's, where are we? And I will show wonders in heaven and in the earth. Behold, uh, in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. What are we talking about here? Obviously, this word wonders in the Hebrew is pronounced mofaith. And it means signs of judgment. And God's judgment on the world, he lets the world judge itself. So what are we talking about here? Okay, signs of judgment in the earth. Um, we could look at this like mega rich people always profit from human suffering and misery. Like they're profiting through wars, rumors of wars. This blood is bloodshed, fire. Like are we talking about the American military industrial complex on planet earth today that just can't get enough of blowing the hell out of everybody? Are you kidding me? Can you not see the pillars of smoke? It says signs and one... So, Wonders in heaven. 
Heaven just means aloft. That's all it means when you translate it from the manuscripts. Aloft. The great expanse, the firmament. So when they're sitting there with Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, all proud of themselves, North Rock Grumman, you know, you know General Dynamics, Boeing, you know the criminals, the war criminals, the merchants of death from this country right here, blowing the hell out of the whole planet Earth. Where are they shooting the rockets? That are made for one thing and one thing only, to kill human beings and destroy the planet through the aloft. Where do you think that $200 billion airplane that Katie, the CEO from North Rock Government, is so proud of as we see Hollywood, politics, information, all have harmonized to the one central enemy, the political system, which is not run by elected world leaders. It's run by unelected world leaders. The American political system is run by American military industrial complex. It doesn't matter if you're left, right. It doesn't matter if you're um, whatever you guys call yourselves down there, Republican, Democrat. The American military industrial complex never loses. It's all about blowing the hell out of everybody on planet Earth for money. There you have it right there. Let's talk about, okay, let's, let's just take this into the, the Trump, the second Trump. This is Trump's are the actions, okay? So we already know that the, the second seal, and behold, a uh, second seal, and I heard, come and see, and there went out a red horse. That's war and power is given unto him that sat there to take peace from the earth. That's war, to kill one another. That's war. And there was given unto him a great sword. That's a great political platform where they try and justify it, okay? That's as simple as that. Now let's go to the second um, Trump here. This is the actions. The seals are the source. It's like when you open a box of chocolates. There's the source of the chocolates. Now for action. Now let's eat this up. And what's the results? That's the vials. It's, okay, let's just keep it simple like that. The second angel sounded in a great mountain. That's a great nation burning with fire. Fire is the internal passion of the mind collectively of the governmental system was cast into the sea. This is simple. Psalm 65, I always go there. He, the nations, and their people are likened to a roaring sea. The nations shall rush like the rushing of many waters. Okay, so... The word see in biblical lexicono use forms a grammatical paraphrasis for the whole world. That's what's that's what this great nation has done. It's become a bloody, diluted mess. Their core values have become a bloody, diluted mess. Third part of the sea became as blood. That's what happens when you mix blood and water, when you mix your life force too far. And the third part of the creatures, the living things which were in the sea, and that life died, this word throughout the Bible, as we know, means subject to die. Paul uses it saying when he says, I die daily. Now, yeah, we're subject to die daily. And we're talking more of a spiritual death. Obviously, we're going to croak in the physical body. Who cares? Out of here. Uh, subject to die. And the third part of the ships were destroyed. What's this mean? Ships means navigating. It's ployon. So we go to the etymology where navigating means plunging through the sea. Ships navigating, that's your flow. Course of action is headed, is navigating to ruin by corrupt minds. The f that's the fire, the internal passion of these corrupt minds. Destroying planet Earth and God's children. Like, look at these people. You think you can solve a problem using the same mentality as what you cause a problem? Can you please name any time in history... When a military, when a huge out of control military alliance has ever had peace, well, we may as well go to the corresponding second vial, which people keep telling me it's a bowl. Well, if you got a bowl poured out on you, you're soaked in it, and here we go. The second angel poured out the vial upon the sea. There's it again, the sea of people. And it became blood of a dead man. 
Blood is your life force, spiritually dead, and every living soul was subject to die in the sea. That's what's happening on planet Earth right now. That's the results. These guys start firing off nuclear weapons. Yeah. No, but we're talking about a spiritual warfare here. Always remember Ephesians 6.12. Without this verse, I don't know if the Bible would even be make any sense. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Like, they're going to do that. They're going to do be out of control military. Let's think about it. It's a spiritual war to try and get us to think a certain way. We wrestle against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's today's world leaders and influencers have become today's religious authority for most. And that's sad. That sucks, you know, because they really hang on to every word they say and they personify it. They don't look into it. They don't want to talk about things or look into things. Okay, that's the signs from heaven, in heaven and in earth. Heaven just means a lot. And this word wonder it just means it's more faith. It just means signs of judgment. We see it going on now. Evil will destroy itself from within in the book of Psalms. That's how God wraps up the affairs of time in this flesh age. Evil has to be exposed and burn itself out. And people have to, am I still going to pay homage to that? Am I, is that still going to be my religious authority? Am I still going to let this one world education system tell me, yeah, we have to build weapons of mass destruction because we're going to, uh, try and convince you through obsessive messaging using patriotism and we're not going to let up and we're just going to try and wear you out by attrition and create an absolute mob scene, distrust, disorder and justify blowing up human beings. And they can't even make the bombs fast enough. Okay, so this we're, we're seeing this play out now. We're supposed to be talking about it as it's written in the Bible. Go back a couple verses. This is playing out right now. And we're doing it right now together. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood. Bloodshed. Before the great and terrible day of the Lord to come. Okay, let's get this straight. The sun. Okay, so there's two unique light givers. One's a greater unique light giver. The other one's a lesser unique light giver. For your spiritual body, your psyche, we have two bodies. The intellect of your soul, that closed system. But for your open system, your biological, metabolical body. The organic system, God's ecosystem, there's a greater light giver, that ball of planet up there, that ball of fire up there that we call the sun, and why did that stop? Oh, it didn't stop? Okay. I'm having problems with the computer because it says disk is full and I, I don't know nothing. Okay, so let's just talk about, okay, the sun shall be turned into darkness. What's this biblical use of the word darkness? Okay. Biblical usage is a metaphor to denote misery adversity, the trademarks of evil. We still use that figure of speech today. Figures of speech are built into the English language just like they were to the Hebrew language, okay? It would people walking in darkness, that guy's going down a dark path, that guy's got blinders on, or, you know, that guy has his head in the ground, he can't see the light. We still use the same thing, kids. That's what it means. The trademarks of evil about darkness are evil, arrogance, aggression, anger, ignorance, sadness. In uh, Isaiah chapter 5, verse 30, we talk about look unto the land and you just see darkness. That's what we're talking about. God's not going to block out the sun because we would freeze pretty much instantly. Okay, let's go to the book of Job here. 
interesting. I found this thread. Okay, the wicked man travaileth with pain. That's cool in Hebrew. means to bring forth selfish results with anxious longing, to rush upon evil and wicked ways. He does not believe that he should return from his darkness. And so th there we go. We're talking about darkness. We're talking about people pursuing evil ways. Hey, listen, we got to go back to the, let's just go back to the vials for the sake of time. And we're talking about pain. The wicked man travaileth with pain. It doesn't mean, oh, he just got a sore shoulder or he just got punched in the ribs or something like that. It means he's travailing with pain. The word pain is cool. It means to bring forth selfish results with anxious longings, to rush upon evil. When it says in the fourth, uh, where is that? What seal has, or what vial has the fifth one, of course. And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness. There you have it. And they gnawed their tongues with pain. It's exactly the same. I just found that thread this morning. I know I've had it before, but gnawed their tongues with pain. What's this word pain mean? It means panos. It means intense desire, labor, toil. They can't help themselves. They keep pursuing what they're motivated by, this evil, this darkness. That's what's being said here. When it says they're gnawing their tongues in pain, it's not like some drug tweaker that you know chewing on their own tongue that's not what it means at all okay it's darkness satan's kingdom is darkness they nod their tongues for pain and blaspheme god that means they speak against god they just will not submit with an unquestioned obedience to god and his divine providence of god's laws god's rules god's commandments for us in the flesh and our spiritual bodies they blaspheme the god of heaven because of their pains their intense desire their labors, their toils. They're pushing for, and in the Hebrew, it's claw. It means to bring forth selfish results with anxious longing. They rush upon evil and wicked ways. And they don't believe that they should have to return from darkness. There's your fifth seal or your fifth vial there. And it's the same. The, the, the vial is just the results. And that's the results of this locust army. And and there you have it. That's what we're talking about. Joel's talking about the locust army, and there's the results. Okay, it's dark times. People will not turn back from it. The moon is the blood. We'll just keep it short here. We know Jesus Christ telling his disciples. So you guys had troubles with that one, uh, getting that demon out of that kid. Remember, it was the lunatic. Lunatic. The lunatic is lunar. The lunatic is bloodthirsty, okay? And don't think that the moon is a light source. It's a giant, distorted, filthy, dirty reflector. So when you're trying to get the light for your organic body from the sun to make the ecosystem grow, that's one thing. But the moon doesn't give any energy to make anything grow. So when you're trying to get your light for your spiritual body after greater of the two unique light givers, remember that. The lesser of the two unique light givers is like the moon. It's just a giant reflector that distorts the truth. That's Satan's currency to cast doubt on the truth. His currency is clutter, man. That's all there is to it. And he does a great job. He's doing a great... He's a super genius. He's smarter than Daniel. He's using his construct, the four horsemen, these four mobile powers in the fifth that we're in right now to try and kill the truth, to get people to change the religious authority, to worship money, political leaders, have faith in information. Are you kidding me? It's just it's too easy to see it coming to pass. It's a great comfort for us. And it shall come... Okay. And the great and terrible day of the Lord. What are we talking about? Um, where should I go for this? Shedding innocent blood. Okay. You know what? I'll just read the last verse and we're going to go to Proverbs 22. 
Uh, I have to go to Proverbs 22 right now because that's where my mind went. Proverbs 22. We're going to talk about bloodshed and what this means. And Proverbs 22, and then we're going to finish up in uh, Psalms 94, I believe. So I read that this morning. Okay. He that oppresses the poor to increase his riches, and he that giveth to the rich shall surely come to want. It's all about blood money. Rob not the poor because he is poor, neither oppress the afflicted in his gate. That's on their turf. Like, get out of the United States. Go, why don't you just take care of yourself? For the Lord will plead their cause and spoil the soul that has spoiled them. And I'm not too sure why I really went there, but the lunatic is bloodthirsty, and it's all about blood money. Before the great and terrible day of the Lord. Terrible just means great. And he has intestinal fortitude. He's not going to waver because of the way society goes. God's word is the truth. It is the way. It is the light. It is the great separating force between right and wrong, good and evil, heaven and hell. There is no um, purgatory. There's no greasy lawyers trying to negotiate with you. It's what's in your heart, what's in your mind. Your thoughts, your intents, your actions better not be of man. It better be of God. If they're of man, that's the number six. Thoughts, intents, actions, that's just simply what 666 means. It make no sense if it wasn't 666. That's the mark. That's your thoughts, intents, actions. Make sure it's with the Lord Jesus Christ. Allow the Lord Jesus Christ to come into your heart. The great day of the Lord, that's the Lord's day, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call the name of the Lord shall be delivered. You have to know who you're calling. You can't just call someone out blindly and say, you know what I mean? You have to get to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And some people that don't have a chance, they will have a chance. And the people that have a chance and, and just decide to ignore it, they're the ones that get judged harshly. You've judged yourself. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance. He's our Redeemer. He's our Savior, our Salvation, our Deliverer, our Redeemer. He paid the price for us none of us could pay. And it's as simple as that. None of us can say this, Satan, you got nothing on me. Satan mopped the floor with the Lord Jesus Christ. He knew it before he came here. He manifests a little lower than the angels for us, for you, for me. And he suffered beyond our comprehension. That was the most selfless act of love and compassion beyond our present comprehension was Calvary at the cross where prophecy became in accordance with the word of God in accordance with reality. He walked amongst us. He is the living word. He came in the volume of the book. He's your teacher, your master, your rabbi, your wonderful counselor. You worship the creator and pay homage to this created things. Not rich white man's construct. If you want to serve God, you have to serve God out of your heart. It can't be lip service God knows. But if you want to serve yourself... Go for it, because you're going to have a lot of time to cry about it after, and that's all there is to it. Such a short little life here. Mount Zion, then in Jerusalem, shall be deliverance. That's God's nation. He gives us a geographical location there, because in the next page, we find out it's actually in the uh, Valley of Jehoshaphat, which will be tomorrow's lesson. For the Lord has said unto the remnant, that's me, that's you. There's hardly anybody, man. There's hardly anybody. It's me, you, and you can look at 10,000 people and know there's only one in them. And that's the saddest thing. That's heart-wrenching. You can look at 100,000 people and know there's, you'll be lucky if there's 10 people that have the love of Christ in their heart. That's heart-wrenching. Especially for people that have no excuse. Now, other people that, like in North Korea, obviously they're going to the heaven side. They haven't had a chance. Obviously people that are into forced labor because of rich white man's construct child labor labor exploitation human rights violations that haven't had the chance that me and you have especially people in the united states canada europe you have no excuse you just have no excuse you've willingly chose to follow your own heart and believe in yourself 
and just ignore God's divine laws, God's divine providence, and ignore the fact that you go somewhere when you die. And that's bound by the laws of thermodynamics. In the dirt, great. Hide it with this body anyway. Okay, so let's just keep that. The remnant of who the Lord shall call. I hope that's you. I pray for the whole human family. Hardcore. We don't see anyone go to the hell side. All the angels rejoice when one of us repents. Remember, Psalms 94, I, read the whole thing. Because Psalms 94 is an overlay of this. And I'll just go to verse 21. They gather themselves together against the souls of righteous and condemn the innocent blood. How do they condemn the innocent blood? That's us. They shed our blood by cutting the truth off of us. That's martyrdom. That's the fifth file seal in Trump. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. And it looks like I got some editing to do, but I just try my best here. If you want to come out and be part of this Companion Chapel podcast, if you want to be a co-host, work the camera, work the tech stuff, I just blindly upload these. So if you've seen this video, I consider that a miracle because there's 800 million videos on YouTube and I just upload it and hope for the best. Now listen, I want to thank you very much for watching. Whatever you can do, like, share, subscribe, help glorify, magnify, and broadcast God's saving word. Come be part of this Companion Chapel Worldwide Ministry, even the Companion Chapel Homesteading Community. Get a hold of me at companionchapel at gmail.com. I want to thank you very much for watching. Have yourself the greatest day. And praise the Lord and bye.